The subconscious can be tricky, and if you don't know how to connect with it, all of your conscious efforts to heal or reach any goal can be squashed. People often don't walk around saying, I have a fear of failure. That's why I'm not doing this. Instead, their actions or lack of actions are an indication of that. In the case of chronic illness, your subconscious's will to heal is directly connected to your fears. If there's something on the other side of taking action or healing that feels like there is a threat to survival, you will not heal. That threat to survival can be failure. In today's episode, I discuss how the fear of failure can show up subconsciously, where it stems from, how it affects your health, and how to no longer let this fear stop you from living your best life and reaching your health goals. Are you ready to stop the overwhelm and frustration and instead simplify your healing? I'm your host, Jenny Peterson, a chronic illness coach who helps those with chronic symptoms identify and release the unconscious patterns that are blocking their healing. That's right, I take out all the fluff, the supplements, the diets, the detoxes, and teach you how to heal just using your mind. I never said that it's easy, but it can be simple. If you're serious about getting back your life and health, it's time to put focus on the one area that will help you get there, your own mind. Just a disclaimer, I'm not a doctor. I am a coach that is training in identifying the subconscious patterns connected to physical symptoms. I have worked with hundreds of clients successfully using this biological approach to healing. Take the information that I'm sharing as you will and to your doctor if necessary. This episode is sponsored by the MBR program, my six-month coaching program that helps you resolve your chronic symptoms so you can get back to living your best life. Apply today using the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to long-lasting healing. All right, do any of these sound like you? You hesitate to try new things. You worry about what people will think of you. You want something for yourself, but never take the action to pursue it. You worry about how smart or capable you are. You worry about disappointing people whose opinions you value. You often get last-minute headaches, stomach aches, or other physical symptoms that prevent you from completing something. You often get distracted by tasks that prevent you from completing what you want. You get overwhelmed easily. You tend to procrastinate and run out of time to complete something. Now, these are all signs of the fear of failure. Depending on your specific patterns, the fear of failure can range from mild to severe and usually go hand in hand with anxiety and perfectionism. I recently took a survey and discovered that 85% of people have this fear. And based on what I see working with students in my program, this is spot on. This fear is so strong among many people. Now, before you start beating yourself up for being like this or having this fear, let's talk about where it comes from, because it's not something that you just woke up with yesterday. Whenever you have an experience in your life, you perceive it a certain way. You give it a meaning. Whatever your perception was at the time, your subconscious stores it. It does this so it doesn't have to keep relearning with each experience, which would be a waste of its energy. Each one of those memories and perceptions has an emotion. Emotions are the end product of past experiences. So if there was any pain that came with an experience, your subconscious flags it. It doesn't want to feel that again. Feeling that pain is going to affect your survival, and it's going to take energy to deal with that pain. Remember, the subconscious is all about survival and streamlining its efforts to maintain energy. The fear of failure is what I call an if-then belief. If-then beliefs are any beliefs that come in the form of if-then. 
They can be beliefs such as, if I touch fire, then I'll get hurt. Or if I make a wrong turn, then I'll get lost. A person who fears failure may believe, if I fail, then I'll be rejected. Or if I fail, that means I'm not capable. Many people fear rejection. So if failing leads to rejection, that would be scary. It would be a threat to our survival. Discovering proof that you're not capable would produce fear because how can we make it in a world if we're lacking crucial abilities required to survive? Again, it's all about survival. I'm going to give you an example of how the fear of failure showed up for one of our students. I'm going to call her Liz. When having a secondary gain session with students, I will ask them in what ways does being quote unquote sick keep you safe? Now, if you've listened to previous podcasts, you will know what I mean by secondary gains. Basically, it's the subconscious's way of staying safe. If something on the other side of getting well is too scary for the subconscious, you will stay sick. It doesn't mean that consciously you want to stay sick. This has nothing to do with the conscious and everything to do with the subconscious. So when I ask this question to students, Sometimes the answers come easily, or sometimes we need to do a little detective work. In the case of Liz, she was able to tell me three things right away. Liz said if she got well, she would get overwhelmed with everything she would have to do. She wouldn't be able to take time for herself to relax, and she would have to spend more time with her kids. Now, these reasons may not sound big enough to get in the way of wanting to get well, But remember, this isn't about consciously wanting to do something. This is about the subconscious, and it's in the driver's seat of 90% of what we do. These things that Liz was saying she was scared of were really not what she was scared of. They are surface level. There are much deeper connections to these. So I became a detective and asked her some questions, which are necessary to find the deeper connections for each of these. Starting with the first one, fearing that she would get overwhelmed with everything she would have to do if she got well. I asked her where she felt for the first time in her life like she was overwhelmed with trying to do something. She mentioned that it was when her mom was trying to teach her something and she was getting frustrated that she wasn't getting it. She feared failing at it because she would feel not good enough for her mom and feel rejected. Her mom held very high expectations for her. Here we can see the if-then belief show up. If I fail, then I'll be rejected by mom. So this overwhelm that Liz is trying to avoid feeling is actually about rejection. Her subconscious doesn't want to feel rejected. It's painful, and it also means that if I'm rejected from the pack, I risk survival. Now let's look at the second reason. I won't be able to take time for me. Relax if I get well. I then asked her why she wouldn't deserve to take time for herself if she was normal. She said because she wouldn't feel like she achieved anything in order to deserve time for herself. She needed to earn being able to relax, and since she didn't feel like she earned it, she was a failure. I asked her where this came from, and she mentioned that her mom was always yelling and saying that you can't just sit there, you need to do something, something that a lot of us could maybe relate to. As you can see here, the fear of failure is showing up in how Liz would choose to take time to relax if she got well. Now let's look at the third reason. She would have to spend more time with her kids. I asked her what was so bad about spending time with her kids. She said that she fears that she's not doing it right, that she fears failing them in some way. She has subconscious proof that she has failed them because she wasn't able to breastfeed her first child. Here again, the fear of failure is showing up. 
Liz has plenty of subconscious proof to support this fear of failure with these three memories, and most likely there are more to make this subconscious proof even stronger. In fact, this pathway is so strong that her brain is looking for it in everything she does to continue supporting this pattern. No matter if it's something small or not, her mind finds a reason to say, don't try it, you might fail. Or look, see, you failed, you shouldn't have done that. Most people will have one to three main fears or beliefs that they are operating from, and those are discovered through the secondary gain work. Just by recognizing these and bringing one's fear of failure to the surface can help prevent it from being expressed unconsciously. I like to say, once we see it, we can't unsee it. These secondary gains are crucial to unlocking the blocks to healing. As you can see, there are many layers to this. It's not consciously seen by the common eye or on your own. The surface level things are what is usually seen, but there is so much more to where it came from. Like looking at an iceberg, you see part of it on top of the water, but below there's so much more to it that you can't see. This student wants to heal, but there are plenty of subconscious proofs that say that healing is much too scary. In this person's case, fear of failure is one of them. The subconscious is not synchronized with the conscious. The goal is to make them be in alignment so there is no longer a struggle to heal. Whenever we see a pattern of behavior, there's always something driving it. This is similar to what happens with the fear of failure. It doesn't come out of nowhere. It's driven by something. Meanings created by the mind. Those meanings come from your experiences and perceptions. Fear of failure is usually formed in childhood. Most frequently, it is the result of a demanding parent or parents who have very high expectations for the child. The child might feel that they are always failing and letting the parents down when not living up to these expectations. Instinctually, a child wants to please and make parents proud so they can be part of the pack. Avoid being rejected, which would risk their survival. This constant reinforcement of failure from parents can create a phobia in the subconscious mind of the child around any form of failure. The phobia can also stem from a traumatic event in childhood where the child perceived extreme consequences due to their own feelings of failure, whether the reality of this was true or not. Now, modern society also has high expectations and rigid constructs of what defines a successful person. If someone is unable to conform to these ideals, then they develop the phobia over their own anxiety of perceived failure. They might interpret themselves as rejected member of society because they didn't meet up with what society says they're supposed to be doing. Because of this, people with the fear of failure will often self-sabotage to avoid being in any situation that might result in failure. They might be constantly making excuses for why they can't go or do or try something, and this in turn might result in them becoming very isolated. Someone with this fear is usually constantly worrying about almost everything. So, how is the fear of failure blocking your healing? Well, it may be stopping you from getting the right help, even if it's something you know you need. You are afraid to try something new and fear failing. One of the biggest questions I get is, what if your program doesn't work? While this may sound like this is about the program, what is usually underneath that is a fear of failure. Whether it's my program or anyone else's, if you are questioning if it will work, then fear of failure is most likely underneath that question. Number two, It's most likely sabotaging your conscious efforts to get well because there is too much of a risk to the subconscious if you get well, like the examples I gave of Liz. Everyone wants to consciously get well, but that doesn't matter if there is more proof in the subconscious that the fear of failure is too scary. 
People unconsciously sabotage themselves when their motivation to avoid failure exceeds their motivation to succeed. So how does a fear of failure show up in your body? What all depends on your perception, but some of the most common physical symptoms would be the following. Insomnia, because a person with a fear of failure is often worrying about what might happen. The psyche goes into conflict and activates the sympathetic nervous system, never allowing the body to feel safe enough to sleep and move into the parasympathetic nervous system. It could also cause chronic fatigue due to the adrenals being affected. This would come from a situation where you felt like you went down the wrong path in life. And when you did that, you felt like you were a failure. Anxiety and panic attacks because you feel powerless and fearful of the future. This puts your body on heightened alert and gives you those symptoms of anxiety. Digestive issues if there was something that happened that you were unable to digest that made you feel like you were a failure. Joint and muscle issues due to not feeling good enough and headaches due to the pressure that you put on yourself from being perfect. So how do you find the subconscious connections to your fear of failure? Well, one way is to use the fill in the blank method. Try completing these sentences with the first words that come to your mind. If I fail, then it means blank. Or if I fail, then blank will happen. You may end up with one or two words or with a longer list. Once you have that list, then try and say in each sentence aloud to find what seems to be the strongest you'll then have found some beliefs that cause you to fear failure. So for example, if I fail, then I'll lose everyone's respect. If I fail, then I'll disappoint people. If I fail, I'll be rejected. If I fail, people won't like me. From these, you will determine which felt the strongest. And then next, you want to find the proof of where it came from, going back to childhood as far back as possible, the very first time that you felt this way. From there, it's about shifting that belief based on the perception or meaning of that experience and realizing that the meaning that you gave it isn't true. This involves seeing the memory from a new view, the limitations of those in the memory and how those limitations affected that experience, making a clear distinction between the reality and the meaning. This will take away the original meaning that was given that was threatening your survival. The subconscious will then start to shift the way it feels about failure. By repeatedly dissolving the meaning we have given events in the past, we are able to create a new neural circuit in the brain that bypasses those parts of the brain so that we are able to view our perception of events without meaning. Many of the students in the MBR program are able by the end of the course to stop giving meaning to most events and are able to dissolve any meaning we do give in a matter of moments. How do we achieve that result? We practice dissolving the meanings we gave to many of the events in our life. Once you shift the meaning of failure in your subconscious, you can then take action to start creating new pathways that feel safe when not doing things perfectly. For our students, we tell them to do things imperfectly. Start small. Leaving the dishes. Not folding the laundry. Going to bed without tidying up the house. It doesn't mean you become a complete slob and do nothing. It means letting go of having to do things perfectly to feel safe. The more you practice being okay with things being less than perfect, the more your body can relax, which promotes healing. In addition, you build the pathways in your brain that give a different meaning to failure and ultimately build trust within yourself. Now, why should you make it a priority to find the connections to the fear of failure? Well, because this phobia is one of the most detrimental of all the phobias because it goes beyond something on the outside that frightens you. It's a phobia that makes you afraid of your own self. 
This phobia can taint and sabotage every aspect of life as it makes you see life through a very distorted and dark pair of glasses. When you suffer from the fear of failure, life is overwhelming. Everything is too much, too difficult, and too impossible, and the fear makes you feel like you will never be good enough. You will miss out on so many life opportunities, from careers to relationships, traveling, hobbies, good health, all because of an unrealistic fear that you will fail. The regrets and limitations will have a huge impact on the quality of your life and health. There's no need to spend life perceiving yourself as a failure, when healing and self-love can grow and overcome these deep wounds of failure. But I want to remind you that fear is also a skill. The more we use it, the stronger it gets. I believe we've abused it. Fear is everywhere. It has turned into something bigger than what it was meant to be. Originally, fear is meant to be something that keeps us safe when we are in true danger, but we've really taken it to the next level. Rather than keeping us safe, it often keeps us stuck, but we can relearn, reset, and rewire our brains for safety and practice that instead. Here's the deal. You're an adult now. Regardless of where this fear came from, you can undo it. You can give it a new meaning. You can rewire your subconscious that failing doesn't mean rejection, that you are stupid, or whatever meaning your brain has given it. The fears we don't face become our limits. Life teaches us by means of our mistakes. If you make a mistake, ask yourself, what have you learned from it? Accept these lessons humbly and gratefully. This is how you grow. Everything you want to do is well worth doing poorly first. Make as many mistakes as possible, as early as possible in your life, and enjoy them. I can definitely vouch for this one. If you don't make mistakes, the challenges you are working on aren't challenging enough. And that is a big mistake. It is important that action is taken and that you act and learn. Keep this in mind when you think about all the things you've tried to heal. Those may look like failures, but really they are not. They are signs that you took action. From that action, you learn something that you still carry with you today. Without that action, you would still be stuck. You're not stuck right now. You have learned with each action you have taken, each building upon itself. With continuous action, you will reach your goal, whatever that looks like. Be disappointed if you haven't failed in a week. Congratulate yourself if you failed. I know these sound silly, but they are exactly what we need to do. Society tells us the opposite. I want you to identify all the times you consider that you have failed. What wisdom did you gain from those experiences? These are all the ways that you can give failure a new meaning. So let's recap. Number one, fear of failure shows up in things that we avoid doing and can show up as us feeling overwhelmed. Fear of failure is connected to memories where we perceive it to be a threat to our survival. It can be often connected to a secondary gain for reasons to not get well, like in the example that I gave with Lisa. We can use the if-then method to determine what is really connected to our fear of failure. Lastly, when we shift the meaning of the experiences connected to where the fear of failure was established, our subconscious will no longer see failure as a threat to survival. My last words of wisdom are this. Don't let fear of failure get in the way of your healing or living life. Why give power to something that isn't even true? Instead, put the power back into your hands to do something about it. Find the subconscious resources connected to your fear. Be willing to look at your past experiences with a different set of eyes and be willing to take uncomfortable action. 
That, my friend, is all you need to get over this fear and assist your subconscious and conscious to come into alignment. If you're dealing with chronic symptoms and feel like a fear of failure is driving your bus and would like some help to make all these connections, I invite you to apply for the MBR program today. The link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Please share this podcast with anyone you think would benefit from it and leave a review so others can find me easily. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook to continue learning how to resolve your chronic symptoms using your mind. Talk to you next time.